shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. So, glorious service. Thank you for bringing us to the end of this year, to the last month of this year. Thank you for faithfulness. Thank you for what you work you're doing. You're building your temple. You're building your house in us. Oh, Father, we bless your name. Lord, we exalt you. Aiku, Aidibaje, we bless your holy name. The immortal, the incorruptible God. Thank you for helping us. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We exalt you, O God. We give you praise. All adoration be unto you. Even this hour, even this morning, we exalt you, my Father. Glory be unto your holy name. Praise be unto your holy name. Adoration be unto your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed and worshipped. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, I know it's cold out there. Thank you for joining us again. And those online, thank you for joining us. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. I believe we are blessed in the house already. We give God praise. All glory be unto your holy name, my Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we open our Bibles to the book of Acts? Um... Acts chapter 6, we'll be starting the journey from there this uh, morning. Praise God. Uh, how many of us are excited for the word again? The word of God again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It seems it's been a long week. It almost feels that way. I think whenever we don't have life feasting between the week, it feels a bit of a stretch. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you all for joining. Thank you for joining to set forth this meeting. God bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, I feel... Amen. Um... And the spirit is a, is a season of uh, praise God. Uh, I don't use the word obedience because that word is overflowed. It's a season of responsiveness uh, to receive the glory of God. To receive glory. Glory is, is coming. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Am I talking to somebody in the house? Hallelujah. Uh, you will see here in Acts chapter 6 and chapter 7, uh, Stephen, Stephen, sorry, Stephen gave a testimony. By the time he was done the testimony, he saw the glory of God. Praise the name of the Lord. It means Stephen had come to a measure of a stature in the spirit that he could sight the glory of God. Amen. So, 
In this encounter, Stephen was bearing his truths. Amen. We're going to read this a bit of a reading. Uh, you see, Stephen was bearing his testimony, his testament of the Lord Jesus, starting from, aside from Genesis, from Abraham. He gave a testimony of Abraham to Jesus, and they now reveal the purpose of Jesus, or the purpose of man in relation to God. And the Bible says, by the time he was done his testimony, he looked up and he saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God the Father. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The atmosphere is cool. It just like I could, I did budget, I could. Should I call the worship team again? Let's dance more. <laughs> Praise God. What am I saying? There is a testament. Praise God. There is a testimony. There is a testament to bear God's glory. There is a what? There is a testament to bear God's glory. And this testament, before Stephen, you know, Stephen did not prepare his talk. The thing came out of the abundance of his heart. It means he, that is the, that's the content of his heart. What brought out here was the stature in Stephen. Amen. Stephen, you know, is when a man is under pressure, he bears out what is inside him. So Stephen was under pressure in this occasion. And what betted out was his stature. And that stature he had, amen, qualified to cite the glory of God. Amen. So that's why they will say, Christ in you, the hope of what? Of glory. Now, essentially, no testimony, no stature, no glory. And not just that your stature is your testimony. What you bear as the content of your heart is your testimony. And that is your stature. And it means that's what will bear glory. Praise the name of the Lord. So Stephen bear, bore a true testimony of Jesus. And the Holy Ghost, the, the Holy Ghost saw that as a complete, a truth testimony. Amen. And as a result, what happened? He was able to see the glory of God. Now, Stephen has not, the, the one we are doing is, by the mercies of God, is actually further than Stephen. You know, after Stephen, Paul began. So Stephen did it, bear a testimony that caused him to cite the glory of God. What God is trying to rot in us is to bear a testimony that will cause the glory of God to rest upon us. Amen. Now, we are not there yet. How do I know if your testimony is not completely true yet? You are not there yet. 
What do I what makes a testimony not completely true? It is tainted by this world. It is tainted by the wisdom of Satan, who is the god of this world. Or it is tainted by Babylon. Amen? Now hear me, hear me, hear me, somebody. If you were going to read the testimony Stephen gave, the account, if you ask a Jewish man concerning that, the, the Jewish man will have a different view of the same thing that Stephen just said. Just a regular, they know the same thing Stephen knows, but they have a different account of the same testimony that Stephen bear. And Holy Ghost saw Stephen's own as complete, as true, as without deceit. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me tell you something. The reason why many a times we still struggle with, uh, you know, malice, offenses, all those offenses that we normally talk about. Thank you, praise for the prayers this morning. The reason is because we have our own testimony in addition to the testimony that we are hearing. See, by the time Stephen Stephen had just the testimony of Jesus. He saw Jesus. He now, what the next sentence he said is that, Lord, don't account this thing unto them. Do you know why he said that? They are about to help me go to Jesus. <laughs> so don't account. They are actually helping me. They are about to stone me, but they are actually helping me go to my Jesus. Because at that hour, Stephen had finished his testimony. His portion was the testimony of Jesus, as in not Christ, Jesus, just that Jesus dimension. And he had finished it. And it was time for him, for him to go. So he said, he prayed, said, don't account this sin unto them. Now, if Stephen, like many of us, have another testimony too, in addition to the testimony that he just gave, we will not want to go. Do you get me? Because he gave what we want to do on the earth. That is in addition to the Jesus, the Christ we are hearing. And as long as you still have another testimony in addition to the testimony or the testament that you are hearing in Christ Jesus, you cannot receive or you cannot bear the glory of God. It will evade you. Praise the name of the Lord. So, amen. Are we ready for the journey now? Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Praise God. I'll start from verse 8. It's a bit of a long grade, so we'll journey together. Amen. Acts chapter 6. I'll start from verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith, and power did great wonders and miracles among the people. Stephen was the perfect, perfect personification of milk of the world, Holy Ghost. That was his testament. Full of faith and of what? And power. Amen. Did great wonders and miracles, I say that, among the people. Amen. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines, and 
Cyrenians and Alexandrians and of them of Sicily and of Asia disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he speak. Verse 11. Then the suborned men which said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses which said, This man ceased not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all that sat on the council looked steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Verse 7, chapter 7, verse 1. Then said the high priest, Are these things so? So they asked Stephen the question. Now, this is the accusation against you. Are these things true? What do you have to say about this? And he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hacking, the God of glory has appeared appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Charan. So he started with Abraham and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and come into the land which I shall show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Charan. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land where ye now dwell. Verse 5. And he gave him none inheritance in it, no, not so much as to set his foot on, yet he promised that he would give it to him for a possession and to seed after him when, he had, when as yet he had no child. Let me pause there. So Stephen, Stephen began to give a full account, a true account or a true testament of how the Holy Ghost has walked through the fathers. He started from Abraham and ended with David and Solomon. Praise the name of the Lord. Stephen began to give accurate. Now, you know, why, why is this so important? All the Pharisees and Israelites and the, Jew, the Jews of that generation, all of them, they loved Abraham. Abraham was their father. But Jesus corrected them, really. The account you have of Abraham is wrong. Actually, your true father is the devil. So they were using Abraham as a veil, not knowing that they were giving a deceitful account of Abraham. You get me? Or they were giving a twisted account of Moses. So, you know, get me? They were boasting in Abraham, boasting in Moses. Moses is our father. Moses has the law. We follow Moses. If, or if Moses, you get me? You know, some things that if Moses was there in person, Moses said, like, You are a liar. <laughs> that is not me you are talking about. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. It's almost like, you know, sometimes, maybe when, maybe in your absence, somebody is describing what you would do. And then you now come and say, no, 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 that's not actually what I would do. <laughs> you get me? That's how it was. Moses was not there physically. Abraham was not there physically. Over the years, the Jewish, the Jew, the, the, this, the nation has come about a doctrine concerning the Abraham, a doctrine concerning Moses, 
Praise the name of the Lord. That was killed for their favor. In fact, the way the Pharisees painted Abraham and Moses, you have to worship that Pharisaic arrangement. That they are the descendants of Moses, they are the Moses. But really, when Stephen was giving the account, he was pointing to faith. He was pointing to the promise. That it's not about becoming a council and governing a physical nation and ruling over people. It's actually about to God. Praise the name of the Lord. So, he began to, so that, that was Abraham's account. Okay, now we're on verse 6. And God spake on this wise, that his seed should sojourn in a strange land, and that they should bring them into bondage, and entreat them evil four hundred years. Verse 7, And the nation to whom they shall be in bondage will I judge, saith God. And after that shall they come forth and serve me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begat Isaac and, I, and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac began J- Jacob. And Jacob begat the twelve, the twelve patriots, meaning the twelve fathers. Verse 9. And the patriots moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. Now, remember in verse 6, he has given the prophecy of them going to 400 years to Egypt. It was now actually they, they now said it was through Joseph that they entered into Egypt. Egypt did not actually go to Israel, Jacob, and take them captive. Jacob actually came to Egypt. So Stephen was giving, this is a almost line upon line, precept upon precept, account that Stephen was giving, amen, of the God working with men through the promise, through Abraham, even down to Jesus. So it means that any, any, any right-thinking person that believes Stephen's account will see how Abraham ends in Jesus. <laughs> but he was speaking to people who were not right-thinking. Who, who are the twisted testimony concerning Abraham. Concerning Moses. Praise the name of the Lord. I continue. Verse 9. And the precarious moves with envy sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. And delivered him out of all his afflictions. And gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now there came a death over all the land of Egypt and Canaan and great affliction, and our fathers found no sustenance. Verse 12, but when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent our fathers first. He's talking about the twelve sons. And at the second time, Joseph made, was made known unto his brethren, and Joseph's kindred was made known unto Pharaoh. Then sent Joseph and called his father Jacob to him, and all his kindred, three score and fifteen souls. So Jacob went down into Egypt and died, he and our fathers, verse 16, and were carried over into Shechem and laid in the sepulchre that Abraham brought for a sum of money of the sons of Emor, the father of Shechem. Verse 17, but when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, till another king rose, which knew not Joseph, another pharaoh. Rose, which did not know Joseph. The same dwelt subtly with our kindred, and even entreated our fathers, 
so that they cast out their young children to the end that they might not live. Verse 20, in which time Moses, now this is now Moses' account, in which time Moses was born. Oh, hear me somebody. Are you seeing that all throughout, God never left Israel? Right from Abraham down to Moses. He was, this was a, a ghosted account. He was, a, he was given an account by stature of the Holy Ghost. Because who was with Israel all this while? It was by the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost. So right now, Stephen was setting the account straight. If you ever want to interpret the, the, the movement, the ways of God in the Old Testament, this is it here. <laughs> Amen. Stephen was setting the account straight. Of where all this, there is one spirit that has been leading Israel all this while, going somewhere. Their life did not end with Moses. Neither the life will end with Abraham. It has been flowing from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to Joseph to Moses. It did not stop at Moses. Let's read on. In which time Moses was born and was exceedingly fair and nourished up in his house, in his father's house three months. And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nourished him for her own son. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. And when he was full forty years old, he came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him and was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. For he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. And the next day he showed himself unto them as they strove, and would have set them at one again, saying, Sirs, ye are brethren, why do you wrong one another? But he did that this his neighbor wrong, thrust him, thrust him away, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge of ours? Now, what they are just said here, Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. What Stephen just accounted here is the exact same thing that the Jews did to Jesus when he came. I'm sure when Moses came to the Jews then, what did they ask him? Who made you king and ruler of ours? Do you know they would have said, Abraham is our father. Who are you? (laughs) Praise God. Are you seeing a movement somewhere? Let me just tell you something about God. God is a living God. He is a moving God. He is moving. He is going somewhere. Am I communicating? He is what? He is what? Jesus said something. Jesus said something. He says, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Do you know why? They will say what? The old is better. It happens all the time. Those people, they've already rejected Moses from the beginning. Who made the king? Do you know that thing carried over into the wilderness? After the account of the ten spies. They say, let us make ourselves a captain. They never really received Moses. Because Moses was new, coming to old. To them, who was their father? Abraham. 
When Jesus came, who was their father? Moses. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So, so you may wonder why, why this account is the thing is going so well. I'm not finished. You see something. So when revelation of Christ is coming to people who have been so used to Holy Ghost alone, you say, Who is our father? <laughs> Amen. You always find out that somewhere, somewhere, the you even if you like the new, you want to use the new to serve the old. Rather than the old moving into the new. Rather than what? The old moving into the new. Praise the name of the Lord. Excuse me, if you are so stuck in the way God does things or the way you, the whole body has been used to doing things, the body will not move forward. Should I make it more room, more pertinent, more practical? There was a time where the only, the only, the only thing I permitted in Christian circles was the Catholic Church. Do you get me? The only arrangement permitted in Christian circles was what? The Catholic Church. And by then, they were done with it. It was penance and works. Until God visited Martin Luther about 500 years ago and taught him just a simple revelation that to us is like water. We use it to eat biscuits. The just shall live. Just simple revelation. The just shall live by faith. That's what transformed the whole world. Martin Luther's head was not okay again after that revelation. The just shall live by faith. He's like, ah, but it, it, it appears as though the whole church is not living by faith. And then Martin Luther, first of all, they first cast him out <laughs> to start faith. <laughs> Amen? So he had to start ministering, ministering faith, ministering faith, ministering faith. Nothing was moving. But last, last, Amen. God has his ways. I tell you something. God is moving. If you like, don't move with him. Where is God moving? God is moving to a place where the knowledge of the glory of the world shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. So if you like, don't move with him. If you like, don't like teaching. Other people will come and love teaching. Because how do they transfer knowledge? By teaching. Praise the name of the Lord. And don't look at the way the body is right now. One thing I know the body doesn't really like right now is teaching. So that's why time is a problem. I have 15 minutes. What are they saying again? Amen. As Prince was praying, she brought something that, oh, like, who want to even go to the washroom? Those distractions. Why? 
Did you get us as the Holy Ghost? She said the Holy Ghost moved her one day. She wanted to she wanted to just get up and go, maybe just tired. And the Holy Ghost asked her, Where what are you going to do? What is it that you are going to do? It, so all those things are actually natures, cultures of indiscipline that has engraved the body. Let me just let you know something now. And it's for, it's for this work's sake. In fact, the whole end time is for this work's sake. God knows that by, by not natural arrangement, men will sit down and learn. So he will force them. How do I know? You will see in the body, the era of miracle signs and wonders will dry up. It's already happening. So people now say, ah, no, we need to remake. Those days are coming back. They're not coming back. I'm not swearing for anybody. They will come one man have agreed to learn. They will mix in with the administration. There were the prophecies during convention in August. You know, there was, some, there was a couple of meetings where the spirit would break out. Healings would begin to happen. Prophecies were saying that while teaching is going on, healing will be, become so. The healing move that is coming will be why teaching is going on. People will be, it's later they will come and give testimony. Why people are sitting down being taught is when healing will be happening. The healing move is coming again, oh. But now it's coming with sense, with discipline of teaching. No, now they have to do a whole service for healing. You'll be teaching, that's when the healing will be happening. That's when the healing service. Because two healings are going on physical healing and soul healing. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So you see this 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 part, this knowledge part, this was not only the testimony Stephen was giving. Stephen was just correcting the stupidity of the Pharisees and their wrong testimony of their fathers. Praise the name of the Lord. This word must enter the body. Whether the body likes it or not. Let me just let you know. I don't want to open some things. <laughs> the reason for the beast is also for this purpose. The Bible says the beast will overpower the saints. When somebody is overpowered, when you are tired, you will sit down. If God is too much energy. Praise God. So you know when there's too much energy? Too much energy for activities. When you, so people are tired, they've been overpowered, then they will not sit down. End time protocol is actually for salvation. I'll just let you know. Praise the name of the Lord. By nature, every living soul is restless. Just by nature. Until we've done something, activity, we've not done anything. 
by nature. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's see. Let's continue the testimony. It's still going somewhere. Amen. Verse. Amen. Verse. Uh, where was I? I was when he said, "Who had made thee?" Verse twenty-seven. But he that, but he that did his neighbor wrong, thrust him away, saying, "Who made thee a ruler?" So Moses was trying to correct them, and then they now asked him, "Who made thee a ruler and a judge of ours?" Verse twenty-eight. Will thou kill me as thou did the Egyptian yesterday? So it means that the, thing, the news has spread. So then Moses fled at his this saying, and was a stranger in the land of Midian, where he begat two sons. And when forty years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in the bush. When Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to behold it, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses trembled and, and thus not behold. Then the Lord said unto him, Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people which is in Egypt, and I have heard the, their groanings, and now I am come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send thee into Egypt. This Moses whom they refused, say, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. What's, what is he trying to tell them? That look, not be today where God is sent per se. That you know like to be your ruler. <laughs> it did not start today. So why are you so why are you so vehement against Jesus? At the hour where there's a similar situation, in those days of Moses, there were captivity of Egypt. In these days, you have captivity of the Romans. And you see a man who is bright. A man who does miracles and signs and wonders. And you killed him. That's why they stoned him. He was judging them. He was judging. They came to wrong conclusions concerning Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 36. He brought them out after that he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear. Verse 38. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness, with the angel which spoke to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers, who received the lively oracles to give unto us, to whom our fathers would not obey, but trust him from them, and in their hearts turned back again into it. In their hearts, so they were already back to Egypt. In their hearts turned back again into Egypt, saying unto Aaron, Make us gods to go before us, for as for as for this Moses, this Moses, which brought us out of the land of Egypt, 
we will not what is become of him. Amen. Do you know by nature, by nature, these teachings of Christ culture your soul. That's the intention. But you know there's always some need, some desire to kind of go back to just that enjoyment of everything now double double. You have moved on from that. Please. I'm not saying you cannot you can enjoy it, but the intention is not for you to stay there. The intention is for you to help others also move on from that. Praise God. A day should come where that song should turn to everything now double double now Christ and God. Yes. That day should come. (laughs) Amen. Songs will begin to change. How you know testimony is changing is songs is changing. Sometimes I know some of the people who lead worship, every uncle, I they know that I like word of righteousness songs. I like it if it's mixed with normal songs. Do you know why? Because it's an evidence that testimony is changing. If by nature all you still fall back to is norm, the normal milk, it, is, it means testimony has not converted fully. I'm not saying that you shouldn't sing normal songs, please. I'm just saying that an evidence that testimony has turned is that you start falling in love with such songs. Carry me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. That's a revelational song. Jasper. He's talking about the city of God. He's talking about you growing in the spirit. I could, I did budget, I could. My mom loves that. I always play all the time. <laughs> Immortality. Incorrupt. Yes, that song should become normal. Praise God. Amen. That song should become as normal as ba 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 eshero ba ba. It just it should be normal. Amen. It's an evidence of testimony. <laughs> Why are you people laughing? <laughs> Why do I have to bring that up? That's what I get to my head, sorry. (laughs) Oh, praise God. Amen. Verse 37. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you and your brethren, like unto me. Oh my God. I see the testimony where I stand to. 
This is, is this same Moses that you will call your father. First, you have already scattered. You will already wanted to kill him before. You have now misjudged him. Is this same Moses? This Moses told you that a prophet is coming. A prophet is coming that, that the Lord your God shall raise up unto you, uh, shall raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. So, who is this prophet going to be like? Like Moses. What does he mean by like Moses? Do you know the, when they say like Moses, do you know what they were thinking? Patriarchy. Patriarchy. Do you know what was the testimony saying? Like Moses means he will be rejected like Moses. Like you people treated Moses. <laughs> That's how you people will treat him. He will come meek, lowly like Moses. He will come as though, who is he? Ordinary man. Like Moses was ordinary. That you, any, any commoner can question who made you ruler over us. That's how Jesus will become. So he's not, so he was telling him, look, this arrangement of Jesus that people just killed is nothing new. There was nothing strange about Jesus at all. You know, one funny thing that people will say, oh, this doctrine is a strange doctrine. There's nothing strange about it at all. The person who calls it strange doesn't know it. <laughs> you don't know it. Praise God. So at first it is naturally strange. Amen. But then when you break into it, what will happen? It will turn away from being strange. It will become your own doctrine. How do I know? For example, if you go to, just in the body generally, how many people when they want to start ministry, ministration, start from Ephesians? Or let's open the Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Or you know, we're gonna we today we're gonna teach about the blessed hope. Let's open to Titus chapter 1. Hey, the man doesn't know he has entered trouble. The whole congregation, because it's the people and the priests that <laughs> the whole congregation will fail open their phone. And then the whole congregation, they will not even be looking anymore. They will be looking when they think finish. And the man of God will get the picture. And then you move from Timothy <laughs> to Psalms. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Matthew. Jesus and with the woman with the issue of blood. Praise <laughs> the name of the Lord. So are you saying that? Amen. So you will see now, now let me now let me now tell you why like this this part, this doctrine, amen, is normal. Is it is even the normal protocol of how every doctrine came to the church? Martin Luther, for example, was he reading Bible when the Lord says the church shall live by faith? If you go and study his encounter, he was in school, it was raining, there was lightning. And he was afraid of his life. Then the Lord spoke to him. The just shall live by faith. He happened to be in the Bible. He went to carry the Bible. And he said, by then they were not even permitted to read the Bible. Only the Catholic priest could read the Bible. Am I communicating? Praise the name of the Lord. Every church 
that has started mountain of fire. How did the man decide that he was going to be a praying ministry? How did they come to him? Is it not by revelation? Revelation. Redeem Christian Church of God. Deeper life. Every church started by revelation. Praise the name of the Lord. So, what do we preach? Revelation. So, is it not like this? It's the same thing. Amen. It's the same thing. God has only used only one stream called Revelation. The difference is that we have settled, we built a camp around Revelation. Whereas, per adventure, by no fault of theirs, in time past, once a man gets one Revelation, Amen, he will run with that one Revelation for the rest of his life. Am I communicating? I once spoke to a brother from Sele and he told me how the problem started where they don't wear shoes. <laughs> they don't wear sandals. It just happened that the person, the founder, founder that God called, <laughs> but he also took off it because of it. He felt that he was encountering God in the holy ground. Okay. He had a deformity on his hand. So that's how the whole thing started. So by the old, the old church then found out that. When he received the revelation, he was not wearing. So nobody now wears shoe. But did God not call that man? Because that church is also, you see, they, they sing the same praise and worship songs that we sing. They, got, they open the same Bible that you open. They say, pray in the same name of Jesus that you pray in. The only problem is that they wear white and they don't wear shoe. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So, revelation, not just any kind of revelation. I'm talking about no way issue revelation. Revelation, scriptural revelation. Amen. Scriptural word revelation has always been, amen, the methodology of God blessing the church. Amen. Now, another word I will call revelation is wine. Praise the name of the Lord. Another word I will call what? Revelation is what? Is wine. Are we blessed in the house? Are we okay? Are we blessed? So another word I will call revelation is what? Is wine. Now, because of man's nature, Man, we don't have too much. It's actually laziness, to be honest. We don't have too much carrying capacity for wine, for revelation. And revelation is very sweet. So when we get one, we want to build the entire altar around the one. And that's what they did. The people of Israel, they built the entire altar around the wine that God brought from Moses. Even though they rejected him to start to. <laughs> Amen. And when you build your entire altar around one wine, when they bring new wine, what would you do? 
you will reject it. But you will say, the old is better. So it's not easy to label. When we were teaching you Christ, how weird was it? How much labor did we have to put into it? It was a drag. It was almost like Holy Ghost had to be the one helping you to come every week. Otherwise, you won't come. It was strange. And it's, it's accurate. I remember, I remember I was giving testimony last about, you know, this doctrine being strange. Yes, it's, an, it's a strange why is it strange? It's because we currently have an existing old wine and it's new wine. And anything new is strange at first. Am I communicating? Amen? This is teaching today or this is school. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. Anything new is what? It's strange at first. So, who want to get you born again? When I, I when I got born again, I entered church and see people speaking in tongues. What was it to me? It was strange. Alien. Before you know, I started speaking in tongues. Then I said, there's another one called one of righteousness. Ah, no. What is it again? It is what? Strange. Some people, and that's the thing, there's something, when you start speaking in tongues, hey! They feel they are over spiritual. It don't land. We don't scatter. But we are Holy Ghost. We didn't mean like this. You get me? We are brothers and sisters. It's a lie. You don't even know anything. In fact, he's covering his wings to you. Remember that he says, Makasha Yeke, Bayakuma, Pakope, Epeke. The charge is a wine. And then you know that when you're not know, wearing your own ministry, you know that you Makasapaye, Hepayakatu, Hepayikaya. I say, and I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, why don't you do God's will that you can ask anything in his name? It's like, you, it's like I now use revelation. Like, it's like God gave you a blank check. And I bought a blank check in my Bible to show the church. Then I'll turn it into a lapakakome.
Praise God. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Yes, he would. Yes. Yes, because it's also a level in the spirit. Yeah. Praise God. Not knowing I'm far. So it means that, let me now tell you the key. It will take a humble heart to journey this journey. Because by nature, man, we want to quickly rest. Do you get me? Okay, it means, well, let me just build my house and let me just be at, at home. Whereas, when they say, okay, calm down, why don't you build a house small, small, and then after 12 years, you will see the mansion you will have. No, 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 we need house right now. That's how the nature of man. So once we, once we finally broke into Christ's revelation, hey, faith, hope, and charity, high priest, we hail the most high, high priest. <laughs> Everlasting life, incorruptible. Ah, that day has come again. Something is bad. Then I went to do my master's. The same thing. Let's rush and finish. Then the school, I was now seeing this this sign, the tag they have in that school, Real Roads University. They call it lifelong learning. I say, (laughs) 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 Is you people that are going to be living lifelong learning here? (laughs) Me, I've come and I'm going. And I want to go. And everywhere they had that slogan. I began to think about it, but really, oh. They were, so in that concept, in the school, they began to talk about how, because the school is like a hybrid school, where you can be working and do some classes. And that's how they designed it. So, they, that, so the concept is like that. Even though you are 50, 
If you want to redesign or come into a new career, you can see why you are working. Take up a course there that is online, a blended instruction course. And so that's why they, they tag lifelong learning. They even have some setting courses for seniors. Yes, that's the, the concept of the school. Yes. There are people who were in my in class there who were like 50-something. Yes. Because when they admit people, they don't just use only your BSc. They also use your work experience. They can they use that as a model to admit people to the school. It's a private investor that are looking for money, Isha. But you see that lifelong learning. But the concept stuck with me. I'm like, but really, not in this side though. In this one, they also work in that one too as well. But in this one, it is actually like you are stuck here for life. Yes, Do you know there will never actually be any time that you have known all of God? You can actually know all of Him and still not know Him. Oh my God. It's like we don't know this God. This God is like, is like a morph. They fell the faces of Yahweh. You can understand Him in one side and you think you've understood Him. Then before you know, you see that there's another angle. The same God. Have you ever seen a scripture when you've read it? Say, hey, wow, I break through this. I understand the scripture now. Five years later. <laughs> so this thing is actually talking about everlasting life. Should I tell you one? Should I break one news to you? Uh, the, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world. <laughs> It will shock you. One angle, you can say as newborn babes and just born again, desire the sincere milk of the world. It's okay. But actually, it's those who are being better into everlasting life. Everlasting life has two dimensions. Milk and, what's it on? Butter and milk. Or butter and corn. It's the same thing. So there's a milk of strong meat. Just like if you go into the, the tendons of your of strong meat, when you, when you break the crack the bones, it's milky. The juice of the bone is milky. Because that first Peter was talking about everlasting life. He starts that we should, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there and see it. And God will not be offended if you see it from one angle. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, let me start from verse 22 of chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls, this is Christ. In obeying the truth, through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love of the brethren. That's charity. See that ye love one another with a pure heart, fervently. That's the end of Christ. All the Christ is this. Amen? All the Christ is that you end up where? Here. With a pure heart, loving one another, fervently. 
Because how did you get to loving one another fervently? You were obeying the truths. Seeing you have purified your souls, meaning your hearts. So by the time the truth has purified you to the end, you have a pure heart. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned, 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 pure, unfeigned love of, of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart, heart, fervently. That's how they know that you have now finished Christ. They call it the fullness of Christ. Unto the unity of the faith, unto the, the perfect man, measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So that's the insignia. So some of you ask me, how do I know that I'm growing? How do I measure my growth? That's it. Uh-huh. So that one is help now. So how do I know whether I'm growing? That's it. Am I loving my brethren? Amen. Now, do you know... Oh, God. I have to... Sorry, I'll enter. I just have to enter it. Scripturally, they sent and his brethren. I have to love Boto. He's loving the sense that qualified you to even hear Christ. Loving the sense meaning loving everyone who is born again. Because once you are born again, you are a saint. But what makes us brethren is when we are now sharing the same blood, the same genetics, meaning the same testimony. Is they are now turned from saints to what? To brethren. Or another one. Then the next one after that is fellows. That's the last one. So Jesus was saying, I will declare thy name and the midst of my brethren. Whose name is it? The name of the Father. What name is that? Everlasting life. He doesn't declare everlasting life to saints. He declares everlasting life to Christ. Who are brethren. I don't know if I'm communicating. Whew. This is a libos in this. <laughs> that you have to just define. Amen. See that you love one another. What? Father, it should be hot. She proud to praise. To Chidima. Maybe to Pastor Femi too. That's very To Effie. To Joy. So as it gave me, the love should be hot. It should be fervent to only to uncles. Ah, hot love. Ah, uncles, we love you, sir. mountain called Christ. Uh-huh. Now, after that, they now talked about, it's now time for a new bet. Somebody say, another bet. 23. Being born again. This is not new. This is not first new bet. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Aiku, adibaje, 
that liveth uh, but of incorruptible by the word of God it means you have been so well versed in the word from Christ to everlasting Christ by the word of God we deliver that it is now living that's why they call everlasting father the living God the word of God is not, it's so hot inside you you are so full of it that it's no longer just abiding inside you it is now emanating out of you it's now living being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Now that's everlasting life. Verse 24. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord, but the word of the Lord is everlasting. So they say. The word of the Lord endureth forever. Now, hear me. I told you there are three dimensions. I used to teach there are three dimensions in Christ. Faith, hope, and what? And charity. With charity being the greatest of them all. It means it's charity where you will show fervent love. And that fervent love is not dependent on how they are loving you back. Thank God for this. We all need to remind ourselves of this one. Yes. It's not dependent on how they are loving you back. It's fervent love. That's right. That's, the, that's why they now told you if you really want to know how it is, because it's not easy to love certain kinds of brethren. They say charity. That's the first thing. Charity is kind. Then what? Is long suffering. That's it. So you have to suffer the brethren and love them. Fervently. It's not easy to fervently love somebody that is hurting you. It's not, that's, what not, uh, that's how they know it's charity. The person must be hurting you. <laughs> For you to show the fervent charity love, then what would you now call it? Long. So that means you are now, that's, that is in signs of charity. You are now charity because you have done long suffering. If you cannot do long suffering, you are not charity. This is how you know. If you cannot, and when they say charity is kind, Charity is suffering long. It means that in the midst of the long suffering, you are kind. It's not that one or the other, you are kind today and you will suffer long tomorrow. No. They say all together. Why you are bearing all things? Why you are suffering long? You are kind. That's charity. So there's a word I use for charity. There's another word I used to call charity. I call charity this lasting life. I say stretch. Bear it all things. It lasts. It says charity never fails. It means charity is lasting. So charity is just the next stop. You know how if, if, if faith is year one, hope is year two, charity is year three, everlasting life is then what? Year four. So immediately you have done, you are doing charity, you will keep doing it, it will move you into everlasting life. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's why I say, by the word of the Lord, and it's by the word of God, obeying the truth will lead you to this place. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Chapter 2, verse 1. 
Wherefore laying aside all malice, all guile, and hypocrisy. Are you seeing all these things? You lay it aside not at new beds when you are an unbeliever and born again. No. You lay it aside in Christ. In charity. This is what charity Christ deals with. Therefore laying aside all malice, all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babies, not new beds. Newborn babies in the world of everlasting life. I would just say in the world of God. Desire the sincere milk of the world that ye may grow thereby. So these newborn babies here is verse 23 of chapter 1. Being born again. Uh-huh. Verse 23 of chapter 1. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forevermore. Huh? Verse 3, okay. If so, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So that's Christ. Uh-huh. That's Christ, yes. That the Lord is gracious. Praise God. Amen. So do you know that you can enjoy Christ? This is where I'm going. You can enjoy Christ's water so much that you won't want to move into everlasting. Why? Because the old is better. Do you know, in the realm of life, life compared to everlasting life is old. Am I saying something? What does old mean? It means you used it already. I'm not saying that it's bad. Old doesn't mean bad. Do you get me? It's also a wine. It means that you've used it already. You are used to it. So now to you it is old. To somebody else who has not used it, what is it? It is new. So again, the same concept, man likes to get comfortable. Go ahead. Yes. Living the Christ life. That's perfect. Exactly. Yes. Many of us are still in Christ's life. Uh-huh. Uh, God is helping us, trying to get us to finish Christ's life. Speed it up. Remember in the beginning of this year, that was my very ambitious goal. I said, God will make us precious cornerstones in this house. A precious cornerstone means a finished Christ. And once you're a precious cornerstone, it means you are now bothering you. By then, you're already hearing everlasting life. You have not entered yet, but you are hearing it. Because where does the life beam out from? It beams from within the most holy. And it beams out into the holy place. Yeah. So yes. So you will see, let's see Colossians chapter 2. You will see the word that Paul used for those mysteries. Because he knew them too, they were not dead. If they were dead, they would have made the seven churches. (laughs) You see the word Paul used for it. 
Colossians chapter 2. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the what? To the acknowledgement. Did you say the understanding? They understand it yet. They're not even sure if they've understood the mystery of Christ fully. But he just writes so that they can acknowledge it. Acknowledge that there are three curriculums. There's the mystery of God, which is eternal life. There's the mystery of the Father, which is everlasting life. And then the last one, and there's the mystery of Christ, which is life. Do you know it's a breakthrough for a Christian to even acknowledge it? Major breakthrough. Excuse me, why is, why is for example, why is there no fool yet? It's because people have not acknowledged it. Souls have not acknowledged that they need to understand mystery called Christ. You will first acknowledge it. When you first now acknowledge it, then you will now start coming to hear it. But what hinders a man from coming to hear it is that he has not yet acknowledged it. it what does acknowledge mean? It means you don't see it as needful. You don't see it as necessary. For your work with God. Do you know majority of Christians are there? They don't see in-depth teaching. Word of righteousness. Accessing Christ. As needful. For a, as a foreign Christian. Brother, I know who I am. It is finished. Everything is finished. You can be knowing who you are. Be knowing you. But explore yourself. Meaning explore. And who you are. <laughs> who is you? <laughs> Because God did not have hand in it too. So who is you? Ask yourself, who is you? <laughs> that God does not resemble. So self-discovery. Saying self-discovery is like Satan discovery. <laughs> it's very true. The what he's put inside is yourself. It's the self that you call yourself. One person I say I came to I don't know any other thing but save Jesus and it means when you finish work they will not see any other thing save Jesus Christ and him crucified then the Son of God. So when God says he's seen my daughter Shifra is a son of God, he's not seeing Shifra, he's seeing Jesus who Jesus Christ who Shifra cannot be son of God. That person cannot be son of God. God cannot father that person. It's only Christ that God can father. Amen. So the moment you enter self-discovery, you've entered hell already. You've already started hell discovery. You want to discover all your hell. I know who I am. I don't know. I don't want to know who I am. I want to die. Let it will be dying before I know it. I am nothing. Let's start there. That's the beginning of salvation. Praise the name of the Lord. I think I've hammered some things. <laughs> you need to know yourself. You need to discover yourself. Your strength. Right? 
Please, I know you will hear such, such things out there. Don't, don't hit anybody. You know, it's out of not understanding. Amen. Praise God. Uh, let our heart be pure. Amen to all. Praise God. <laughs> but don't discover yourself either. There's nothing good in the self to discover. Discover Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. So you must first acknowledge something before you submit to it. If you don't acknowledge a need to grow, to learn, you will never want to learn. And guess what? Man learns whether they like it or not. You find that most times people who don't want to learn God are always learning something else. Do you get me? Some people, maybe it's career, they will have like 50 designations. It's because they are, that means they are learning something else. Some people, I don't know what else. Someone give me an example. Some people, some, for some boys, it's Game Boy, PlayStation. Why is it that when I play such boys, they will beat me 7 0? They have knowledge I don't have. It's knowledge. They spend time. They won't know the key. You know some of those parts, those arrow two, L two. They get me that they are doing some extra things like I don't know about. Is <laughs> everything is knowledge? You are learning something somewhere. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The message has not finished, you. Is it at 30 minutes? You are learning something. Whatever you give yourself to, you are learning something. Do you know, I found out that somewhere, Hollywood is a very deadly preacher. Hollywood is a very deadly preacher. I was watching... Uh, I just watched a movie recently. You see some of the the, uh, concept, the concepts of the bad guy. I've been wondering, uh, uh, some bad people, it's like they are, this is where they are learning the thing from. I was watching one movie, Executive Decision, action movie. It was produced in 1995. This was before 9-11, which happened in 2001. In this movie, some uh, some terrorists Arab people, they hijacked the plane. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, oh boy, see school. <laughs> see, plane school, six years before 9 11. Nothing, they, nobody has ever hijacked plane before to blow up anything. I was watching the movie, I was like, this just looks like what they did in 9 11. How they took over, how they took, they, they, one of them was the pilot. So they killed the pilots and started flying the plane themselves. That's how the movie was an executive decision. One of them was the pilot. He said, I won't shoot you yet, but just to let you know, I'm also a pilot. So if you like, don't obey me. <laughs> not really necessary. The whole movie. I was like, hey! See school. Free school for terrorists. And it's the only one movie. It's not an Arab movie. <laughs> so before you know, you now realize that the guys who flew that 911 plane, they moved to the US in late 90s. I think 1998, 1999, they now went to flight school. The thing was just connecting for me now. They just watched the movie. Revelation has landed. Get visa. Let's go and learn how to fly. Some of them, they were, they were, they were everywhere. 
So the thing is, you are learning stuff, man. Whatever you give yourself to. Here, come and learn God. Acknowledge it first that it's also tempted to learn in God. Many people don't even acknowledge that fact. There is many things to learn in God. Satan deceived us. I don't know how to hurt God. Satan deceived the body. Oh, you are born again. How is it to just stop and there? Everything else you should be learning is now back to the world. If you know that every single minute, every day you are learning something, and you are now saying that there is nothing to learn in God, then what are you learning? Somebody help. What are you learning? If you feel that there is nothing to learn in God, what else are you learning? Praise God. The people say, okay, no, no, I have to further my career. I have to do PhD. Okay, no problem. PhD in world biology. Okay, no problem. The tree that you are using four years to study, who made it? So it's God simple. He made tree. The man that you use six years to go to medicine for, who made the body? That you, because you just learn once grasshopper, how grasshopper operates. You say there is no, you now be proud. You learn grasshopper, you are proud. You are mad. The God who made the grasshopper, what is he? He has schools that we need to enroll in. Schools that we need to come, come into. Schools that we need to learn. I can segue this analysis is coming up. That's another, that's another school. Uh-huh. That's another school. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's go back to Acts chapter 7. God is wants to help us land and we'll close. If we close early, it's okay. God wants to help us land. Acts chapter 7. Shemetikaya. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name. Bless you, Lord Jesus. I read from verse 44. Our fathers had a tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses, that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen. Tabernacle Moses was to make. Which also our fathers that came after brought in with, with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. Now, he's not talking about that ark and tabernacle that Moses built. Then now start talking about how the people were worshipping other gods. Amen. That was from verse 43, actually. And so God drove them out to Babylon. That was verse 43. Until the days of, uh, the, uh, the days of David. Sorry. Uh, no, Babylon is a separate one. But they were talking about them worshipping idols in 43. Then he now talked about the tabernacle that Moses built. Then 
which verse 45, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. He's not talking about the Ark of the Testament. Who really is Jesus in the New Testament? The Ark of the Testament. You know, there was a time the Ark of the Testament was not with Israel. It was with the Philistines. It was with the Gentiles. Amen. Then God drove the Gentiles out. So he was going into some really serious details now. God drove the Gentiles out. And then until the days of David, it was now David who brought that Ark back. First in Abib, was it whose house was it? put in Obida. Obedidom's house, then before David now took the ark. But the ark was first in the, in the hand of the Philistines. With that, their God called Dagon. Sounds like Dragon. The ark broke his neck. Speaking better things. <laughs> so that ark was powerful. But it was just a type of things to come. Amen. Now verse 46. Who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for, for the God of Jacob? Now, if we now think that, you know how we start from Abraham? From Abraham, Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob, Jacob then, Joseph. Joseph, Moses. Now he has now tied Moses to who? To David. The ark that Moses built, David now carried who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. Praise God. But Solomon built him a house. Verse 47. Now verse 48. How be it? Breaking news. Hey. How be it? Breaking news. The Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Breaking news. He was breaking news to the, to the people, to the Pharisees. What, what was really their God, that temple? And many times, you know, also in modern times, we also follow that kind of pattern sometimes. That the building, new building. <laughs> Amen? Or is it the altar? Is, is all that is correct, or, you know, he has a shadow of things. But do you know really who God wants to make an altar? You. Pastor Femi can be so built that it's not where, where, it's not where he stands. It's not until he stands here that he flow. He is the altar. He can, we can rent a what they call it? Central Lions. No, we've not had one prayer that God established the altar here. But the altar, he, when he, time he open, take mic and talk, altar is talking. So is in God, in the New Testament order, is after the building of men. Is after the building of what? Of men. So, amen. So, praise God. I'm not, I'm not sh- you know, shading anybody. It's great. Amen. But you, you get me? There can be a craze, maybe upon this particular congregation. That for them, what is the vision? The vision is to build a bigger whatever. 
Then they now say, when we build a bigger this thing, it will glorify God. Not so. But are you seeing that, that the premise of that statement is unskillful? And I'm saying it nicely. Praise the name of the Lord. The premise of that statement is what? Is unskillful. The Bible says, he who uses milk is what? Is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Meaning, you can find a premise like that in the Bible, but it's unskillful. Because there's something higher that God is seeking for. For man. Did you have did you raise your hand, praise? Okay, to come again. The premise that what will glorify God or when God will be more present in a congregation is when we build a bigger house or a more beautiful house for him. Do you get me? Or when we pray for the altar of a house and say it is the is that place that is causing the spirit to flow. I say the premise is wrong. Because what causes the spirit to flow is the vessel that God is using. That vessel is the altar. When Jesus will write, say, say write unto the angel of the church. As though where are angels, men mainly? Where are angels? Angels are in heaven. It's not just the angels talking about. It, your pastor is your angel. The sent man of a house is the angel. Angel means messenger. He's the angel of that church. That's why in that house you can't do past him. He's the sent man. Praise God. For example, in the church, many of in uh, Rema, you can't do past pastoral. You can do it for a few minutes. Don't be watching after a while. <laughs> you fucking dropped out. <laughs> He's the sent man of the house. So almost like he's the angel of the house. So when Jesus wants to write to a church, he writes to the angel. Now, if the sent man receives message that doesn't convey it, they will not hold the people. That they hold account. If he now conveys it and the people don't hear, they won't hold him to account. It's the people they will hold to account. That's the other in the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. So, how be it the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands? It means God is in the business of building you. Is it not New Testament? These Acts of the Apostles. Stephen has just declared how Moses built Tabernacle, how Solomon built a house. He now said, he now said, breaking news. That's what, that was Stephen was saying. I know Solomon built a house. Moses built Tabernacle. Ark, David brought Ark. All those things are like houses. But how be it? Let me break something to you. Oshie, that Ark that David carried is not it. That Tabernacle that Moses built is not it. The house that Solomon built is not it. Breaking news. God does not dwell in any of such. Are you seeing how Satan fights? Satan will fight you to in every way but your own building. You will build this house, you will do every other thing. In God's name, 
but build yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. That is what the enemy did. Praise the name of the Lord. Did to us. Did to the body. Amen. Amen. That's what the enemy did to us. Did to the body. Sent us on all kinds of wild goose chases that have profit. That's, you know, oh my God. Let me just teach you something. Satan has always used the same approach from the beginning. Satan knows that he cannot sell something to somebody except there's a profit. What did I say? He knows he cannot sell something to somebody except there's a what? There's a profit. So what did he sell to Eve? Tree of the knowledge of good. First of all, he even put profit in the tree. Good. Am I complicated? The most deadly boys are boys who have good. But their evil is terrible. Their evil wants to separate you from God. That's what evil is. Let me break the just. Do you want to know what evil is? Amen. Evil is anything that will separate you from God. That's how when you do something wrong, what happens to your conscience? Guilty conscience. Then what happens to your prayer life? You don't want to pray. You don't want to come for a meeting. Why? Because you are guilty. Do you see that? Separation. It wants to take you from God. That is evil. So, Satan wanted to take them away from God. So, he presented good first. And when anybody sees good, they will like good. So, what Satan did is, let's say, Bible is good, this one is evil. Satan presented the good first. And the, the, the just like a, a serpent, the head first, tail, or whatever. The head, he presented the good first. So, that you will see the good and not see the evil. It was until after Eve ate the fruit that she saw the evil. That's why when the Lord asked her, she said what? The serpent deceived me. Are you seeing? You know when you've been deceived? It means they did not tell you, the salesman did not tell you the full story. Many salespeople are like that. They did not tell you the full story of what they were selling. They only tell you what? The good of it. You won't see the associated part. Whereas God is different. Do you know, God will put the good for last. Uh, he, just, he depicted himself when Mary told him to turn water to wine. He was, God was showing himself. He says, ah, most people bring the best wine first. So when people are drunk, they won't even care what they are drinking. But that's not how God is. God brings the best wine last. So that's why Adam will be looking at the tree of life and not be seeing too much good inside it. It's the same when they tell you to start learning Christ. All you'll be hearing is sufferings. Sufferings of Christ. Sufferings of Christ. Suffer, suffer. <laughs> Trial. Now, why is everybody that is in this walk, they are all their life, has gay leg. Their life just changed. Their life, you know, okay, not, it's not some of them. You know, I don't do us in batches. All of us. 
<laughs> Life rearranged. It's because that's how you know something good. That's how you know it's God. God will bring you all the pain first. He will show you all these challenge first. All the sufferings, all the corrections first. Then you will not get the good at the end. So Adam was watching that tree of life. Mm, we know you. Suffer, suffer today. Enjoy tomorrow. <laughs> we know you very well. We know that. We know, we know your kind. So he was slow in accessing the tree. He wasn't fast. And the slower you are in accessing the things that are coming to you, the more you are opening yourself up to be deceived. I kid you not, if they were already start eating of that tree of life, because you can't finish that tree of life in one day, if they start, if they start eating of the tree small by small, it will be more and more difficult for them to be deceived. Because inside the tree is immunity. You know, you get where you will go for this Christ, where you will preach Christ to you, it will be difficult for you to just run away by yourself. You think it will be disturbing you. So it's an immunity, it's a salvation that is helping you. But if they say, ah, no, I'll come tomorrow. Then you are looking at it, I know those people. See their life. Everything is draw, stretch. People get things, they pray today, they get tomorrow. This will they pray, they get in two months. Let me wait first. Why you are waiting? Hey! As you know, we have one song. Love is knocking out your door. Yes, it... <laughs> Death is knocking at your door, knocking and knocking. And you know why Satan will go after you more? Because he knows that you are considering going to hear life. He wants to lock you up first before you even try it. So Adam was delaying the tree of life. That was part of the problem. That was actually the beginning of his problem. He opened himself up to be deceived. And then when somebody brings good things, like to Demas, having loved this present world, hey, you know the mouse would have blasted after he left Paul. Satan will make sure he blew to sh- make sh- convince him that he really made the right choice. For the mass has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Car Chayana. Then the other one, Alexander the Coppersmith. You get me. So what does Satan do? Satan will always give you the good first. And that's why we are loved by it. Vanity. Amen. Amen. In closing, let me finish. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh boy, this work is not easy. (laughs) This work is not easy. There's a lot of pain in this walk. Sufferings in this walk. But it's good because at the end of it is what? It's pleasure. It's joy. Praise the name of the Lord. At the end of it is what? It's joy. I'm waiting for something. I want to land. There's something in this my spirit to land. Praise God. Just bear with me so we can land this thing. At the end of it is what? It's joy. So sufferings, then what will end up as? It will end in joy. Praise God. 
So let's see it. This is Acts chapter 7. How be the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build for me? Saith the Lord. And where is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? Now let's look, let's go to the reference of that scripture. Isaiah chapter 66. The reference of that scripture. Isaiah chapter 66. From verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things had my hands made. Now, why as I was prophesying, there was a household. Am I communicating? David, has, Solomon has already built the house. Yes, he, so he will be strange. Isaiah will be real to Isaiah. Why is God asking me about where is the house that you built unto me? Excuse me, sir. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to your house to go and serve. So it means God was not counting that one as house at all. Do you get me? What, what does it mean? God was not counting that one as a house at all. In his mind, he didn't have house. So that one is one of the least of it. So okay, let's go talk of heaven. Heaven is not my house. Earth is not my foot. So where is the house? And where is the place of my rest? So house is for what? Is for rest. House is for what? House is for rest. So heaven is my office. Earth is my field. Office and field. But when I want, I don't have where I need to go home to. Where I can go home to. Jesus would say, foxes have their holes, beds have their nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. No vessel. Because, wait, 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 think about this. Who was made in their image and likeness? Is not cement. Is man. So it means that the only potential, the only potential, the only vessel with potential to give image and likeness rest is who? Is man. Please just give me, just please just endure me. Please just five, ten minutes. Amen. Is man. This thing is I'm just about I'm about to hit God's heart. Because I, I want to tell you something. The earth has been in existence for 6,000 years and God has not gotten this thing yet. That's what I want to tell you. God has not gotten this thing yet. So it's serious. Do you get me? God has not what? Has not gotten this thing yet. How do I know? Let's see one. Let's see one with them. Let's see Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah chapter 3. Just very quickly. Verse 15 to 17. The Lord hath taken away thy judgments. Are we there? Are we there? Amen. The Lord hath taken away thy judgments. He has cast out thine enemy. 
the king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not. And to Zion, let not thy hands be slack. Meaning walk. What walk? Build yourself. Build yourself. Then Jerusalem, fear thou not. Verse 17 now. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is what? He is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. Then what? He will rest. He will rest. He will rest. He will rest. He will rest in his love. Now remember in the book of Revelation, who is this Jerusalem? The, the Lamb's wife. Is that not what we are campaigning to be? Is that not what we are going for? Is that not what we are going for? To be able to be the bride, be the wife of Jesus. So what does that mean? You must give him rest. He will rest in his love. He, means he has not gotten it yet. The day he gets it, the world will end. I said, the day he's about to get it, what will happen? The world will be coming to an end. That's end time season. Please, you just have to permit me. I'm rambling, rounding up. I want to. Pro- I have to prove it. Revelation chapter twelve. Revelation chapter twelve. I'll read verse one to seven. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Oh, a woman with twelve stars. Amen. That's Zion. Amen. Or Jerusalem. Because Jerusalem had twelve foundations. Twelve gates. Amen. And she being with child cried, travelling in bed, pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a, red, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on, her, on his head. And he still drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and he cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child. She brought forth stature. Amen? She brought forth stature. A man-child... Who was to rule our nations with the rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman, so once the body betted the stature, once she betted the stature, she fled. Verse 6. Now, verse 7. Verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven, and the great dragon that was cast out, that whole serpent, called the devil, and Satan, which destroyed the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives. Those are all the steps of stature. Unto the dead. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you. Having great wrath. Now this is it. Because he knoweth that what? 
Because he knoweth that what? He had but a short time. How did he find out he had but a short time? All this while he has been in the heaven of the earth. Michael was not fighting. Michael was looking at him. was looking at Michael. They were looking at each other. Until something happened. What happened? Jerusalem was born. I don't know if I'm communicating. Sons of God was born. Man-child company was born. All of a sudden, what happened? War. It means what has Michael been waiting for since? To fight Satan. For you. He has been waiting for you. For you to build stature. Then he responded, he fought. Immediately, Satan found out that it's time they fought him now. He knew that something has happened. He knew that what has happened has has brought the end of what God is looking for. So immediately, what did he know? He is wise. He knows that time has finished. That's what the end time is all about. So in the end time, you will see men of stature spelling the end of the age. Now, who are these men of stature? Back to Isaiah 66. Two more verses and two more scriptures and we're done. Back to Isaiah 66. Where is the place of my rest? This is the everlasting question. It means the day, hear me, hear me. The day God finds this, God will no longer bear the earth anymore. It means he will now begin to shake things for the coming of Jesus. It means that the end has come. So all that is causing God to be watching why the earth, people are misbehaving, is not ending, is not coming. You know how people say, the world is coming to an end, it's not coming. In fact, some saints began to cry out to God, how long would you not judge the people of the earth? All because of one thing. Do you know what it is? God has not yet found his rest yet. We have not yet given God his rest yet. Praise the name of the Lord. We have not yet given God his rest yet. Verse 2 now says, For all those things had my hand made, and all those things have been, said the Lord. But to this man, this is the kind of man that gives me rest. Definition. To this man would I look, even to him that is poor, and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. When he says my word, it means all my word. There is nothing God would not tell you that you will not be able to do. You'll be so flexible. Do you know what a trembler is? Somebody is like an earthworm. You can move him wherever you want him to go. You just give the command, he will go. Poor contract. You must be poor, broken. Then tremble it at my word. Moldable. Anywhere the word, the word of God is moving you. We will move there. We are not there yet. That is how you give him rest. And God will not judge the earth or bring the end until what? He has found a soul. He has found a company who are serious about pleasing all of him. It's serious business. Now I want to break news to you. We are in that season. Are you seeing all this COVID thing? Satan is going running mad. Why? He knows there are some people who have gone garnered interest. We have not gotten there yet. But we have got, and some of us are in different levels of seriousness of giving God rest. 
But God knows that there are some people who have garnered some dimension of capacity of interest in receiving all his word, in trembling at all his word, in giving him rest. That's why Satan fights you. That's why Satan fights us. Praise God. One more, and I'll just say a few things. Ephesians chapter 2. I'll say this is the last meeting of the year, so just praise God. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 20, quickly. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly framed together, great unto an holy temple in the Lord. That's one building. The second building, verse 22, in whom ye also are built together. This is now the rest. The first one is a house. The second one is a rest. Great unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are also built together for an habitation of God. Through what? Through the Spirit. The first one is that you are a temple, meaning you are a shrine of His knowledge. The second one means that you are malleable. You are able to go with that whoever is leading you. That, that is the soul that has given God rest. A type of it was on earth, Jesus. He says, learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart, not so. What did he do? He says, lo, I have come as it is written of me in the volume of the book. Volume of the book is what makes you a temple. Meaning your temple means library of God's knowledge. You are a storehouse of God's knowledge. By the volume of the book, he became a temple of the Lord. Then by obedience, he became a habitation of God. Through the spirit. Because what led him was the spirit. That is how you give God rest. That is my vow. For us in this place. That we will give God rest. Nobody said amen. There is nothing else I am interested in than giving. Excuse me. This, this, my, our God has, he has tried. He has waited 6,000 years. He has not found anybody yet. The day he finds the company, the world will end now. End time. That's what they call it, end time. Now, do you know, some people will say, okay, but some people are also here. No, it's not just learning the word alone. It's doing it. Lo, as it's written of me in the volume of the books, to do thy will, O God. To do both. To have the word. Be a temple. Be a shrine of his knowledge. And begin to carry out all the pleasures of what he is instructing. Some people will want to do will without word. So we want to do what without will? Just be a store of knowledge without doing obedience of instructions. Whereas, to be a temple, to give God rest, you will do both. In the name of Jesus. God will help us. God will grace us in this house. That is, if everyone to say, what is Pastor James' agenda? That is my agenda. I will not stop until I have given God rest. Until there is nothing God is looking for that we cannot accommodate. That is my intent. 
You know, people say, look at me, you say, ah, Pastor Dave, you have hidden agenda, that's it. Now you know it. That is my hidden agenda. I want to break that thing. 6,000 years. God has been enduring mad men, wicked men, evil men, and just allowing the earth to run. All because he's still looking. If he ends the earth, no rest. Guess what? The angels cannot give him rest. He will take a man. Are you seeing why Satan hates man? Are you seeing why Satan likes to make men look like dogs? Foolish, wrong, turn them to uh, what they got to wrap up to whatever, useless. Just to 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 hate God. To point a finger at God and say, God, you will never get rest. I'll make sure of it. Guess what? I will make sure of it that God will get rest. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today. We give you praise. Amen. You've bettered purpose. You've bettered heart. Father, you will help us. Father, we will break through into all your pleasures. We will never give up. We will never turn back. You will help us. You will grace us abundantly to give you rest. We will give you rest. We will be the people that you've been waiting for. That you will say concerning us. You will rest in us. We shall be your love. You will rest in your love. For we will become your love. We will become your love. We will set ourselves. We will set us. You will set us as a seal upon thine heart. And upon thine arm. Thank you my father. You will help us my father. Father I pray for each and everyone who is hearing my voice online or here in person. That you grant us grace for one purpose, for one thing, for one pursuit. We will give you rest as a people. We will not relent. We will not turn back. We will not give up on the direction of rest. We will not give up on the pursuit of rest. Until we have given you all your pleasures. Until we have given you all your loves. Until we have rested all of you. From the tip of your head to the sole of your feet. Oh God, we want to rest. Help us, my Father. Show us mercy as a people. Show us mercy as a house. Till we give you rest. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Shalom. Thank you for enduring. Amen. In Jesus' name. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. I know uh, we may not see one or two of us again till next year. Um, uh, my brother Sam, come. Let's pray for you. Um, he's not going to be around for a few weeks. Let's just pray for him and his family. The Lord will keep them. The Lord will preserve them in their, in their journey, in their travels. That the Lord will cover them with his blood, with mercy. The Lord will envelop him. The Lord will cover them with his blood. Uh, him and uh, the wife Chioma, in their going out, they are coming in. They shall be preserved. They will be kept in the mighty name of Jesus. No harm shall befall them. They will be kept spirit, soul, and body. And when we see again in the new year, they will be sound. They will be of a sound mind. They will be okay. They will appreciate in life. They will appreciate in growth. They will grow in stature. They will be stronger. They will be more glorious. They will be more strength. There will be more solidity in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Again, uh, you know our announcements. I sent the message on the group. Um, the next week, no life meetings. We have announcements. After that, we're going to be, going to be meeting here the week after, but for prayers. And uh, also, we have some additional. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.
dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You 